1: The pressure to be a great lover, Lori, performance, sex. What do you think?
0: (laughs) I think we should talk about it.
1: All right. I can feel a heaviness already as we're going to start talking about it.
0: Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist.
1: And I'm George Fowler, your couples therapist.
0: We are here to talk about sex.
1: Our mission is to help couples
0: talk about sex
1: in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts.
0: And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G?
1: Listen, and let's change some relationships.
0: Hey, don't forget to check out uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. It really helps us to support the podcast and keep delivering free content. Thanks so much.
1: This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window.
0: Performance sex. One of the things in attachment theory is there's there's essentially four motives for the reason we have sex. We have sex because it feels good. Yeah. We have sex because it creates intimacy between us. We feel loved. We we love Ah. make love to our partner. Right. You know, sometimes we have sex because you know we just got to get to sleep or we just got to get off, and that's okay most of the time.
1: Reduces stress, right? To just kind of clicky.
0: Exactly. And sometimes we have sex for an anxious motive, which is kind of to maybe please our partner, not a bad thing completely. But sometimes that performance, especially if we're driven and we're anxious in the sexual cycle, like, so in the anxious cycle, sometimes maybe we have sex because our partner's bugging us, and we just want them to be happy and stop bugging us. And so we perform or we're trying to prove something. We're trying to prove that we're good enough and that our partner should love us, therefore, and validate us. The, the problem with performance sex is we are caught up in our heads. We are usually not in the pleasure motive where mm-hmm. we feel something. And a lot of things go wrong. And it goes wrong in two ways, George. It goes wrong in our body because our anxiety says, I got to do something, you know, I got to have, I got to squirt. I got to have a great orgasm. I got to please my partner in some way. And and now I'm in my head thinking about this performance, just like it sounds. I'm not present. I'm not mm-hmm. real there in my body. And then the other thing that goes wrong is between us relationally with our partner. You know, it's like if I'm performing for you and maybe – you don't react the way I think you should. I have this great big erection and I'm pretending to be a guy now. Um, James will like that. You know, this great big erection and, you know, I'm hot and you're just kind of like laying there and not really excited about this thing. And, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to show you how good of a lover I am. I've been seductive, all this, and I'm not getting that response. It's like it can go ski-wop between us. I don't get the approval the validation that i'm looking for in this approval motive so performance sex comes from the motive for approval intimacy pleasure coping and approval those are our four motives reasons we have sex right and 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 it's a mixed motive oftentimes
1: so i like to start off connecting with the good intent Right. A lot of us have been trained in most areas of our lives to perform, to kind of be evaluated on how we perform. So it's not surprising that that gets pulled into the bedroom. There's something beautiful about focusing on your partner's satisfaction. And that is sure, sure, right? sure. Like you want to do a good job to you yeah. make your partner happy. I mean, these are really good things. Right, and as Laurie's saying, it sets us up for some very predictable costs of doing that. Right, so if I'm focusing on my partner's satisfaction, but I'm not even in touch with my own body, it's going to set my body up over time for this to be harder and harder to perform. And before you know it's it's going to, you know, I'm going to start failing because things aren't going to work so well because I'm not I'm not present, I'm not in my body. So how Mm -hmm. can we recognize this pressure to perform? Again, as a signal from our body that's saying we need to do something different. Yeah. We need to get more into our body. And as Lori's saying, this the cost of this performance, you know, for the person who's got the pressure, but also for the partner who's Who's also
0: got the pressure.
1: Exactly. Who's gotta respond to the performance. You know, here we are this this great like Workout that a lot of performers have, and it's like you know you see them in a the mirror, and they see you know they try to get reps in. It's like a lot of us get trained watching pornography, like what what this is supposed to look like, and it's it's more of a workout than the act of making love. Which yeah. again, sometimes can be cool, but when that becomes like your ideal vision of what sex is supposed to look like, that is so much pressure. It's a setup for failure.
0: It's a setup. I, I had this couple that I was seeing, and. He was often, often, often coming from the anxious motive. To him, sex was the way he proved something. And if he could get her to respond, then he knew he was okay. It really wasn't that he was going to give her pleasure, it was for his own reassurance that he was loved that they were gonna be okay and he was connected and so what would happen
1: so wait, it wait, wait, wait. just, yeah, just yeah. want to make sure yeah, I'm yeah. getting that because again this I think a lot of people this will resonate it's like if I can give you an orgasm or I can perform in a way that no one else can it, it makes me feel special like I am this unique person that brought you to a place no one else can I mm-hmm. am amazing right so again there is a payoff for the person who's performing Right. And a lot of times it's good just to name that. Okay, keep going.
0: Yeah. And I mean that's again, I, I like that you're talking about the flip side that there's something good here and and again, these are so complicated in terms of our motives. That it's not easy peasy to pick them apart or and there's not a good or a bad thing. There are patterns though that over time dysregulate people and cause them to split apart. So mm-hmm. you know, one of the things was As the anxious person, when his wife would not want to or she was too tired, it was like there was something wrong with him. He wasn't attractive enough. He wasn't good enough in bed. The message came through rather than sort of that standing aside the cycle and seeing that, okay, she may be really tired or, or, you know, she's got to get up early in the morning or whatever it is, that it's not about him, that it's Mm -hmm. really about where she's at sexually, you know. Then what would happen is he would get angry and he would push further and further, even in the same night. He would nag and, you know, all of this kind of wake her up to, but can't we still do it? You know, now you're relaxed. Like, and it was not to give her pleasure. It wasn't even to get pleasure. Mm-hmm. It was to prove something on the inside, to get this validation of, I I am connected. It was frantic. And in secure lovemaking, it really comes from intimacy and pleasure. And when we're secure sexually, we can take a note from our partner and know that tomorrow's a better day, Friday's a better night, you know, whatever. And overall, things flow that we don't take it as invalidation of who we are or what's happening in the relationship. I mean, this, when we come from the approval motive and it's dysregulated, This can be highly escalated, you know, because the the person who is feeling the rejection, I did this, I initiated this, I took a risk and I wanted to get something from you. I mean, they can kind of go ballistic over it. And this is what I would see is that one of the strategies in his beginning place, he needed approval, but after a while he would become manipulative and almost coercive. You know, Mm -hmm. like he would nag her and put her down and criticize her and withdraw from the relationship to pout and punish her. I mean, it was really, really a toxic cycle.
1: Yeah. So I appreciate you're trying to name two different motivations for the performance pressure. Yeah. Sometimes it could be just, I want to please you and I have all this pressure and I'm all this focus on how I'm going to do that. Or sometimes it could be coming from a place of your own anxiety that needs reassurance and is looking for the performance to get the reassurance that you need. Yeah. So again, we could pursue a withdrawer kind of dynamics. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it could be this the, the fear underneath the anxiety could be that if I don't perform, I'm going to fail you. Or it could be if I don't perform, I'm gonna get rejected. Yeah. So there's no right or wrong. We're just yes. give you all listeners to just try to connect to what it what is it that you might feel. Because the beauty in 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 the simplicity of working with emotions is it every emotion is giving us information. It makes a lot of sense your specific type of pressure to perform. And the more you listen to it, the more you give yourself a body marker the more you could start coming up with a way of finding healthier ways of getting those those fears, those anxieties addressed than the road you're going down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, again, you're talking about the two different issues in your body and in your emotions, that performance motive, how it can mess with either you, your own head, or relationally, it can mess with the relationship. I mean, yeah. both things, right? The The male who is in performance and he says, I got to have an erection that lasts for X number of hours or minutes or whatever I've seen on porn. You're
1: in trouble. As soon as your brain starts (laughs) thinking about how long your erection is going to last, you are in trouble. You are
0: in trouble, right? Because we know that anxiety basically is a pressure against an erection. You know, an erection is something that happens that's responsive to touch, to joy, to... Excitement—it's very natural, and as soon as you start worrying about it, or becoming anxious about it, or have something to prove with that erection, you're going to lose your erection, or something's going to happen. Same with premature ejaculation. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: felt this in my own, you know, relationship. That as I've done this podcast and I've learned more about sex. I mean, as a guy, I was so revved up during sex that there was a ton of pressure, mm. and just learning that great lovers are relaxed like that changed my brain i was like i'm not really relaxed during sex and like so i've tried to get more relaxed and it's just amazing what that does mm-hmm. to kind of let your body go to be more in your body to kind of be more relaxed and to not to, have to feel your heels on overthink. the bed think yeah that's that's been my little tip for myself <laughs> it's like oh there's my heels i can feel them again it's like yeah. that movement just just relaxes my body. And and again, but you can't relax your body if you first don't pay attention to the pressure that you're feeling. To recognize I am in a place of focusing on my performance. And if you're focusing on your performance, you're getting further away from the present moment.
0: Yeah. And I think men do have so much more pressure in terms of being active in bed. They're the ones who often do initiate and create a lot of energy in the in the moment. You know, so they're dependent on their body working in order yeah. to reach intercourse. And And, you know, as a woman, you can have a good sexual experience without even high desire in the moment. You can feel close and connected and there's not quite as much pressure on your body to do something. Although I think there's a lot more pressure on women to look a certain way in bed mm-hmm. and increasing pressure certainly on men too for that reason. But
1: Oh, and that pressure that a lot of women to have to respond even if they're not in a mood, right? And right. That, that's that, the
0: approval motive right That's the there. approval motive. They right? are trying to respond when they're not in the mood, which doesn't do a whole lot for them to feel their body. You know, like talk about a downer. You know, if you're saying, okay, I gotta, I got to really show up here. I got to do something and I don't really feel anything. What are the odds that you're ever going to feel anything that night? You know, not so good. Let's
1: let's come back with this double pressure example.
0: Ooh, this is my favorite thing. It really is. It's one of Oprah's favorite things in 2018, but it is like one of my favorite things all day long. I love Cozy Earth's best-selling bamboo sheet set. It's temperature-regulating, and it's incredibly, incredibly soft. It's like take your clothes off soft. Seriously. Cozy Earth's bedding collection offers a variety of luxury pillows and sheets and blankets and even more things. Luxury bedding essentials are backed by a lengthy warranty, and Cozy Earth's linen collection adds a casual elegance to any space and captures the fabric's breezy, timeless appeal. Snuggle up on this Valentine's Day in Cozy Earth's best-selling bamboo sheet set. Ooh, so lovely. I'm serious. I used to be an Egyptian cotton sheet freak. But now Cozy Earth with their bamboo sheet is my very, very favorite, so try them. Cozy Earth has provided an exclusive offer for all our listeners today, 35% off site-wide when you use the code FOREPLAY, 35% off on CozyEarth.com. Find us there, use the code FOREPLAY, and get your order, get your sexy sheets. Celebrate Valentine's Day with CozyEarth.com. Okay, you guys, it's New Year's, and we are almost through January. Have you accomplished your goals? Factor is a way to achieve some of your food goals with ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only do you skip the trip to the grocery store, but it's like skipping the chopping and the prepping and all the cleaning up. And Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. All you have to do is heat and enjoy them. No matter what your lifestyle, no matter what your diet, keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggies, or protein plus meals. They are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. And every meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. And they're so fast. Oh my gosh. I need this so much. I enjoy it. My husband loves them too. They are really good. Factor is America's number one ready to eat meal kit. So start saving time and eating well and live your best year ever. Head to factor seventy-five. .com/4play60 and use the code 4play60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code 4play60 at factor75.com/4play60 to get 60% off your first box. Hey, I don't know about you all, but I can get lost on TikTok. It's like a rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. But there really are better ways to get the answers you want and that you deserve. And that is from trusted professionals. And ZocTalk helps you find those expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need, not just somebody on TikTok. Listen, when you find the right doctor, you can feel it. And you can feel heard. And you can feel at ease and comfortable. On ZocTalk, finding the right doctor for you is seamless. And you get the quality care you need. It's just a tap away on the ZocTalk app. So listen... ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. ZocDoc, you can find therapists, you can find doctors. Trust me, it's a great way to know who's open and where you can find help. Go to ZocDoc.com slash foreplay And download the ZocDoc app for free. We get credit if you use the code FOREPLAY, so please do it. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z O C D O C dot com slash FOREPLAY, ZocDoc dot com slash FOREPLAY.
1: All right, so here we are. We have the couple. The male wants to please and perform. And and show his partner how special she is. So he's going into the encounter with all this pressure. The woman's not in a mood, but she wants to respond to her, her partner. So she's got the pressure to respond, even though she's not in a mood. We have two partners coming into the bedroom with a ton of pressure. Yeah, and we know pressure is going to get in the way of great sex. Yes. How do we help this couple, Lori? Yeah. So
0: she's feeling nothing. You know, her her brain says, I want to make him happy, but literally her body isn't caught fire yet. Mm-hmm. And he's feeling like, okay, I, I got to keep this erection that I have. And my wife doesn't have anything. <laughs> you know, what a disaster.
1: It's a disaster. Yeah. I, mean, I do why a there's so many kind of sexual misses happening there, but, you know, he's not focusing on the present moment and his love and his kind of being with his partner i mean not
0: best sex he's He's, he's he's thinking about the body
1: right yeah he's he's left himself and she's left herself too because she's focusing
0: on like i want to make him happy like neither person are in their bodies neither person is in their bodies right exactly and so there you can't have best sex unless you're in your body and i think best sex makes it is kind of the solution here it's more expansive it's like Mm -hmm. you know we're doing this you know, it's a win that we got naked together and let's let's feel each other's skin for a little bit, hold yeah. each other. Let's, like you said, become aware of your own body. I think, you know, for women, one of my quick tricks is always like do a Kegel squeeze because you're suddenly aware of your vulva, like your vagina. You're like, oh, there's something down there. And it doesn't do it's anything. Working. It doesn't do anything to increase excitement. It really doesn't, gentlemen. But it does for you as a woman create a little bit of awareness of your genitals when I think this is one of the problems with women is our brains and our genitals are not very well connected. They're not very well wired together, which is why a woman could be lubricated and not feel excited. Whereas a man, I think if you have an erection, correct me if I'm wrong, George, but you feel sexual excitement, right? A man feels sexual excitement if he has an erection.
1: Yeah, they go hand in hand. It's pretty quick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How nice. How nice. Again, I envy that. Well, there's
1: there's some benefits to both. (laughs) But getting back to the pressure. Okay. And that's the opportunity in just naming it in your body. Like if you can feel pressure, if you can say, I'm feeling pressure right now, that pressure is telling you to let go. To do something, mm-hmm. dude to discharge that pressure. If you don't notice it, and that's the sad thing. So many couples we work with, they're in pressure the whole time, and they've never named it. Mm-hmm. They've never kind of talked about it, so they just keep going into the encounter. Their body is bracing for it. They're dealing with it constantly, but they've never talked about it. Yeah. And if you could just say that out loud, I f- I have pressure right now. Good, we can deal with it. We can come up with a plan to help you with that.
0: Yeah. I- I think too, like as a woman, knowing that my partner feels pressure about erections that and you have helped grind this into me, my brain, George. I have talked to patients in a new way since working with you. so I really feel it in a new way. I think I always have come at it as a woman you know like okay, he's got an erection and he loses erection that's no big deal. we can get it back. you know I to me, I didn't get the the problem with that. Because for me it was always like no big deal. I didn't expect it to last forever and we can always get it back. But I think if if a woman, you know, she might say, Hey baby, you know, you got a monster going on there. Um, but I am just nowhere. Can we hop in the bath and I swear to you I'll I'll go down on you when we're out, or something to help you get that guy back. Or or something that sort of teasingly acknowledging that he's got a great erection You're proud of that. He's proud of that. He ought to be proud of that. But it's okay. You know that you're timing right now because of your body not sort of feeling pressure and not really ready. You need something else. But you don't want to kill that erection. Mm -hmm. And I think I don't think she should. I mean, there are times there are moments that you go, you know what? I'm nowhere, but let's get the Uber loop. You know, let's let's make use of that baby and and go for it that's fine and then if if he doesn't expect her to climax or to really like get something physiologically out of it but he, she's gifting him you know like taking advantage of that great erection and and trusting her right mm-hmm. this is insecure relationship we trust each other you know sometimes it's your turn sometimes it's my turn it's okay first of all i don't feel any pressure if my partner says yeah, get the Uber, let's yeah you know, i I gotta make use of this baby. you know it's like fine i'm I'm mixing up baby and monster. I meant monster <laughs> <laughs> hey. I was no diss on baby, you know he doesn't have a baby. he has a Little monster
1: <laughs> monster baby. How about that? yeah, you know, we're mixed worlds, yeah. So so my fix is Mm -hmm.
0: right first acknowledging him, acknowledging that he might feel pressure over losing the erection if we slow down, but this is what I need. So I either make a solution or I tell him, you know, I feel pressure and my body's just not there, but, you know, I want to make you happy. And can we do it this way? I'll pull out the vibrator afterwards or something because, you know, intercourse makes me turn on a little bit.
1: And notices Lori is is again naming the pressure. Right? They're dealing with it together instead of dealing with it in isolation. The beautiful thing about naming your pressure and where you feel it in your body is you're back to your body. You're in the present moment. That is the live feeling. If I feel a pressure in my neck and my shoulders, and I'm like, I'm feeling this pressure because I just want to perform. I don't want to screw things up. And it's like, all right. And if I know I keep going down this road, I'm more likely to screw things up. Yeah. How can I deal with letting that pressure go? Yeah. Maybe I do need my wife to just rub my neck and, you know, tell me, you know, my muscles in my neck are pretty big, (laughs) whatever it is to have fun with it. But it's, it's acknowledging the pressure to get it. Into your body. Being in your body is bringing you back towards relaxation, being present and being with your partner. Those are the things great lovers can do.
0: And I think what you're saying is acknowledging the pressure out loud is intimate. Like I have to have a a tremendous amount of trust in my partner to tell him, hey, you know, I'm struggling here and I'm feeling a lot of pressure. I want to catch up to you. Um, You know, I can imagine as a man too, if you have. A raging erection mm-hmm. and you reach down to try to stimulate your wife and she's dry she's limp you know she's clearly not aroused like ooh, you know now how do i get her going like there's That's pressure there. how do i and suddenly maybe his movements become faster more forceful because yep. it's like well if i can just get her going and i know that you know stimulation is going to work and you know, and then she's like, oh, I am so not ready for this. And like your frantic touch makes me yep. feel further and further away yep. from it. I'm less connected to you. This is not good. You're wanting something from me. You're demanding something from me in my body. I can feel that in your touch, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And so now suddenly I feel like desperate to perform. It's like, oh, you know, what am I going to do with that touch? It's like, you know i could fake it i could you know maybe i could start moving or something or i could i mean more than likely i could just turn off further it's like his need for me to respond that need for me to respond to his approval motive right it's like it's it's a turn off
1: mm-hmm. i got to say it's
0: just such a turn off it's
1: now, like this couple, is about
0: you this isn't about yeah. us
1: i had a couple describe the wife you know, the kids were home, husband's ready to go, got the erection, the door's locked, and she's just like, she can't get there. She keeps, she's trying, closing her eyes, and she's doing everything to get her body going, and she has to vibrate around, and, and like, she's just too far behind, mm. right? But being able to acknowledge that, it, I mean, it was cool progress for this couple when she said, hey, babe, I, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm not there yet. You know i'm these these damn kids at home it distracting me you know and having her husband say it's right relax if you we don't get there we don't get there just kind Mm -hmm. of close your eyes with me and he just kind of started rubbing her hair and like getting her body back to calming down but again it's that acknowledgement to the pressure because if she don't share it he doesn't know and then he's gonna get on top and try to speed things up and it's only gonna make things worse and they're like they can't talk about the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. It's not her fault mm-hmm. that she's you know, she's not ready. That's what pressure does, it gets it away. It's a block. So the more that we can work together and get our partners help, it's so much easier to deal with pressure in relationship than it is in isolation.
0: Yeah, and I think what you just described is a sexually securely attached couple but they also had these you know motives a little bit of approval got in there but then they talked about it and so they they went back to that intimate connection
1: exactly. which
0: facilitated pleasure and then they were they were back connected so i mean as we become better lovers with each other we're going to miss we're going to be at, at cross motives sometimes and i think like you said for the approval if it doesn't have to be my performance validates you as a sexual being, you know, and you as a good person or as a experienced lover or whatever, you know, if my performance is not on the line anymore, I can talk about it. And then, Mm -hmm. then of course, sex is so varied and wonderful and there's many things we can do to resolve it.
1: I want all our listeners to get the crossroads right in that moment. That couple's laying in bed. She's feeling pressure. If she doesn't say anything right? She doesn't engage. The pressure only increases. He will try to sense something and try to kind of engage in a way that's going to make the pressure even worse, which is going to turn into his own pressure. And this couple's in trouble because they have no outlet for this pressure and the pressure kind of takes over the bedroom. That's doorway one. Doorway two is this lady names her pressure and she gets help with it. The help, her partner feels closer to her in the process. And before you know it, the sharing of the pressure becomes intimate and it leads to a very different outcome. It's not chance why that second door led to better sex than the first one. right? And that's the takeaway for for hopefully some of you listeners. It's okay to feel pressure. That's part of sex. But being able to talk about it is going to make all the difference in the world.
0: Right. Being able to talk about it. And also remembering that our partner may be feeling pressure too. Yes. Just holding that in our mind so that when we talk together, we see both sides of it. That's the solution. Two, performance sex. So thanks for listening.
1: Keep it on, y'all. Quick shout out to Rebecca Jorgensen and her new exciting game to help couples.
0: You can find it on buildingalastingconnection.com the couple-connection-system. dash But if you get to the website, you're going to find this. This is really a cool thing that we want you to take advantage of because it's very reasonably priced and it basically takes principles of attachment and how you connect, how you can communicate better. It, it gives you communication starters, conversation starters. It is really a fun thing. We're using it at our party this weekend for our therapists. We're going to introduce it to them. It is also a physical thing because it has a mat that you kind of walk around and do these exercises with. The mat assists you to kind of stay focused with each other and grounded because you're facing each other and you're moving through this, which we all know, right? Our bodies and our emotions are connected. So it's a beautiful resource.
1: Good stuff. Highly recommend it. Check it out.
0: That's buildingalastingconnection.com couple-connection-system.
1: Call in your questions to the 4Play Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old.